great to be here, great to see you. We are, at, uh, we are in the final week of our series in Haggai. The banner will be no more. What kind of house will you build for me? Um, so really, we've just spent the last few weeks, um, hopefully you will have followed through the book of Haggai, really a significant time in uh, the journey of the people of God. Likewise, we believe so much that we're in a very significant time now in all that God's doing and uh, that he's speaking to us, as you will hopefully have heard, about being in a new era. And just many of the things that um, have come out of the book of Haggai feel so relevant to where we are today. Um, In particular, just that sense that uh, goes on regularly through the book about uh, the, the provocation to the people of God to consider their ways. Have you seen that and heard that coming again and again? Consider your ways because of what God's doing, because of his plans and purposes for the people of God and where you find yourselves in, 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 uh, in the, at this point in his history, if you like, then it's so key that God's priorities are, are our priorities, amen? And that's the, uh, the drumbeat, if you like, that comes through Are your priorities the same as God's priorities? And there's a challenge to examine our hearts, to consider our ways, and to say, God, uh, where I'm not prioritizing things in the same way uh, that you do, will you challenge me and will you provoke me? And so at the beginning, going back to where we started, there's this call to say, uh, don't panel your own houses when the house of God uh, is not in good shape. Actually, there... Our instinct is to prioritize what is comfortable and what uh, satisfies us and is easy for us. But actually, God is about something. And there's a call on us to prioritize what God prioritizes and to give ourselves to the kingdom and to the work of building his church, building his house, building what he's doing amongst the people of God. and, uh, And that goes on through the book. And I hope that you've been stirred by that. I absolutely believe that this is... um, something for us. Uh, The other thing that I think we've sensed is that, you know, God is in control, amen? That God is sovereign. That actually the people of God uh, at this moment in their history had been taken off into um, exile in Babylon, as you will know, but God was in control of that and actually overcame, overthrew the Babylonians. Nobody was particularly expecting that. Put in the Persians, and the king of Persia actually said to the exiled Jews, now you can go back, you can go back and you can rebuild, you can rebuild the city, you can rebuild the temple. Actually, I'm going to allow you to to go back again and worship your God and prioritize him. And so uh, that, that sense that God actually, in spite of what it might seem like in the face of things, Behind it all, God is working out his purposes, amen? And in the, in the bit earlier in chapter two that, that we looked at in the last couple of weeks, that he will shake the nations. That actually the things around us that look so secure, that look like they're the established things, God says, no, I'm the secure bit. And actually, you do well to invest in the things that are, are my priorities. Because actually, despite of what it, always, what, what it sometimes seems like on the surface, I am about something. I am building uh, my church. I'm building my house. I'm advancing my kingdom. Uh, and, the, and the call to us is to, uh, to prioritize that. To prioritize what God is prioritizing. To examine ourselves and saying, where are our priorities different from God's priorities? Because... He's about something because he wants to move through us and use us.
Amen? And so we've said, and we've put alongside the book of Haggai, if you like, our vision, um, which is to be a people who exist to give themselves away, first to God in worship, to one another in family, and then outside of ourselves to, nation, to, to our neighbors and to the nations. So we come in, the, in this few minutes that we have this morning, we come to, um, by the way, I didn't realize that Al was bitter about the 20 minutes that he got last <laughs> week in the West. We'll pray for him later. Um, anyway, uh, we'll come to this last section in the book of Haggai, the last few verses. It's not very long, and I'm just going to bring two points out of that this morning, and then we'll uh, do our special offering. So this is Haggai 2, uh, verse 20. The word of the Lord came a second time to Haggai on the 24th day of the month. Speak to Zerubbabel, governor of Judah, saying, I'm about to shake the heavens and the earth and to overthrow the throne of kingdoms. I'm about to destroy the strength of riders and the horses and their riders shall go down, every one by the sword of his brother. On that day, declares the Lord of hosts, I will take you, O Zerubbabel, my servant, the son of Shealtiel, declares the Lord, and make you like a signet ring. For I have chosen you, declares the Lord of hosts. So, two things this morning, they may seem slightly unrelated, but they're both in this passage, and one is to focus on what God is saying to Zerubbabel, who was the governor of uh, Jerusalem, the governor of the people who'd come back out of exile, and then just to talk about what God is doing uh, in the nations, as is referred to there. So, first of all, um, Zerubbabel, now, you need to understand the position of Zerubbabel at this point, he's, um, he's the governor, as I say, so he's actually a descendant of the, uh, the line of kings of Judah. Um, so his great-grandfather was King Josiah. Is that right? I looked at Al, biblical scholar here. Uh, anyway, he, he's in the line of the true kings. But actually, because of the exile... Oh, yeah, sorry, I'm looking over there. That's where I should be looking. Josiah, great-grandfather. Yep, true king. Um, but because of the exile, all that's gone wrong. They're now under the control of the king of Persia. And actually, Zerubbabel is only, he's, a, he's just the governor. He's not a proper king. He's kind of a puppet ruler, if you like. And if the Persians come along and say, get out, then he'd have to obey that because uh, they've only been allowed back by the Persians. So it, it, it's not quite what you might have thought for his, for his um, genetic line, if you like, um, and not only that, but he has to deal with the people of God, who, as we know, are an unruly bunch at times, um, not always easy to lead. Um, and actually, uh, so there's moments of encouragement where they get back to rebuilding the temple, but there's times when they, uh, as, as we've seen, this is what the prophet Haggai had to come and do, wasn't it, to stir them up, because they, were, they, they quite easily forgot about the building of the temple and went back to prioritizing their own lives and making their lives comfortable. And how much is that true uh, often for us. And actually, they were kind of, they were encouraged sometimes and uh, discouraged other times. Uh, as you will know, at the beginning of chapter two, um, there was just this discouragement about the nature of the temple that they were building because it wasn't a patch on Solomon's temple in all its glory as it had been in the past. Actually, what they were rebuilding, uh, as it started to take shape, they were kind of thinking, well, this this is a, a, a poor shadow of what we had envisaged. And so they got very easily discouraged. And Zerubbabel's job was to try to lead them into rebuilding and to refocusing and to being the people that God had called them to be. So it's, it's, he, uh, 
reading between the lines, I suspect that he, he was fairly easily discouraged. But that's where this, there's this great moment here in these verses where God comes and grabs hold of Zerubbabel and says, in the midst of everything that's going on, mate, I've got your back. In the midst of all the turmoil and all the discouragements and all the things that you're contending with right now and how it looks on the ground, actually, I've chosen you for purpose. And your, my hand is upon you. And I want to use you. In fact, he says to, uh, God says to Zerubbabel through the prophet Haggai, he, he says, uh, I want to make you like my signet ring, which is that symbol of authority and power and honor. And so in the midst of his discouragement and looking around and saying, what actually, what's really going on? Am I, having any, am I making any headway here? Am I, is there any real progress in the things that you've called me to do, God? God breaks in and says, no, I, I, I've got you. My hand is upon you. I'm watching over you. I've got purposes for you. Actually, through you, I want to release my authority and my power that you might do the things on the ground. But actually, I've got you. I've got you. You're in my hands. And I, it feels to me like God goes to great lengths. And if you look at other prophets as well at, around this time, this, because of all that God was doing with the people of God at this point in their history, actually there's a number of prophets that speak in at this point. And I, I'll read to you in a minute what uh, the prophet Zechariah says to Zerubbabel as well, because he singles out Zerubbabel as well. So there's this sense that God's hand is on this guy. And uh, what, I, uh, what I sense that God wants to do this morning is to say the same to us. It's to say, you know, it's easy for us to talk about big picture and the vision and what God's called us to as God's people. And, you know, God's on the move. It's a new era. These big, we, we bandy around these, these big, and they're, and they're right. And God is on the move. But in the midst of it, he never fails to single out the individual and to say, my hand is on you. And actually, I've chosen you for purpose. And whatever you might think about where you fit or don't fit or how discouraged or not you might be in what I've given you to do, actually, I've got you. I've got you. You're right where I want you to be. And actually, my intention is to release my power and my authority through you. Don't be discouraged by what you see around, but actually believe that I've called you. I've picked you out for purpose, and that applies to every one of us uh, um, who is a child of God here this morning, who's uh, born again, who's uh, put their faith in Jesus Christ. Is I've picked, I've picked you out. I've plucked you out of nothing, actually out of a route to death, where there was no hope. I've picked you out of that only because of my grace, and, I've, put, and I, I've chosen you. Before you were even born or knew anything about it, I chose you. And so I want you to hear that this morning. I want you to receive that. I don't know how encouraged or discouraged. There will be all of that in, the, in a room this size, won't there? But God says, I chose you. And actually, I have plans and purposes for you. And I want you to remember that you are my signet ring. My authority is upon you. I've invested you with my spirit that you might do the things that I've called you to do through my strength. Amen. So I want you to hear that this morning. It's not just the big picture. The, God is doing big things. Make no mistake, God is shaking our nation. God is shaking the nations. The things that uh, cannot ultimately last are being shaken. And the kingdom that is the only thing that has real foundations is beginning to come forward. That, that is the, the story of history. But in the midst of that, it's often discouraging, isn't it? In the midst of that, we often look around at God's people and the church and what he's doing and we think, is this it? Uh, this feels hard sometimes, and it does, and it did for Zerubbabel.
But I want you to hear what the prophet Zechariah says uh, also to Zerubbabel. He, he was prophesying at almost exactly the same time. Um, and this is what he said. So this is Zechariah 4. Then he said to me, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. Not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Who are you, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel, you shall become a plain. And he shall bring forward the top stone amid shouts of grace, grace to it. Then the word of the Lord came to me saying, the hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this house. You will know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you. For whoever has despised the day of small things shall rejoice and shall see the plumb line in the hand of Zerubbabel. So, amen. That, I believe that God wants to say that to us today as well. He picks us out as an individual in the midst of everything that's going on and says, actually, it's by my spirit. It's not in, it's not in your strength anyway. Don't be discouraged. By, uh, and, you know, this thing about, uh, we, we did share a couple of testimonies as well of healing this morning in the West. Um, that came out of the week of prayer. And God, you know, it's a small beginning, isn't it? As Zechariah said. But don't despise, the prophet says, don't despise the day of small beginnings. Actually, no, press in. Believe that by my spirit, actually, I am doing something. And though it may be discouraging around, though you may have prayed a million times and felt like nothing happened, though the thing that God called you to do might feel like it's not bearing any fruit right now, no, no. By my spirit, says the Lord, I will do it. By grace, by grace, it's time to say to mountains, no, get out the way in the name of Jesus. Because actually, w w God has invested us with authority and with power by his spirit. Uh, uh, he's not, we're not going to do it, by the way. Don't, don't, don't hear this as a call to work hard. It's not that. It's by his spirit. It's by grace. Amen? But he's picked each of us out and said, I I've got a place in my purposes. And the things that I've laid on your heart, the things I've given you to do, I want you to pursue by faith, by grace, filled with the Spirit. And don't despise when you see a small beginning. No, pursue it. Go after it. Amen? Amen. So uh, I'm going to take the liberty of just praying right now for people. Um, so where there's discouragement... Uh, where there's discouragement, I'd love to pray for you right now. Where there's things that you know God's given you things to do or given you dreams that he's put in your heart and you're just kind of like, well, but where, where I don't see this. Where, where is this happening, God? I, I believe he just wants to say, no, you're my I've made you my signet ring. I've chosen you. I'm going to put authority and power in you by my spirit. And I want to. I want. Don't want you to be. I don't want you to look around. At, so don't be discouraged. If you're, if God's given you a job to do, it might be that you're leading something, or and you feel like, I'm just not seeing the fruit I'd love to see. Or He's given you something in your heart. It's like no. This is a moment for saying where this. If you've got a small beginning, you've seen a little sign of God, and I believe this morning he wants to say, now press in and believe me. Okay. Could you stand if that's you in any of those kind of ways? Any discouragement in that way? And I'd love to pray. I think there might be one or two more. Just be bold. And God says, oh, this is a moment. Let's be filled with the Spirit again. And let's believe that. You see, it's all by grace. I want you to hear this. It's all by God's grace. You know, we, it, it, we easily grab hold of the fact that our forgiveness is by grace. Amen? That salvation is by grace. But let me tell you what. Sanctification and growing, that's also by grace. Sometimes we think we now have to work things out. No, that's by grace as well. And that... There'll be people here this morning who you feel like you've disappointed God. Actually, you've let him down. You blew it. You blew it in something. He gave you something in the past. Or even this week, maybe, you've, you know you've sinned. You've done something. 
I'd love to pray for you this morning as well, because God says, no, it's by grace, actually. Uh, uh, my mercy is new every morning. Don't, don't let that pull you down, no, but see what I'm doing. Amen? So let's close our eyes, lift our hands to God. Father, I just want to pray this morning that you would come uh, and give a deposit of your Holy Spirit right now, Lord. I pray you'd fill each one and you'd lift our eyes this morning, Lord. Lift our eyes to see you, the one who says, no, I've chosen you. Hear this, I've chosen you. God says, I've chosen you. I'm making you my signet ring. That means you have authority. You have power in, the, in my spirit, not in your own strength, but as the spirit leads to accomplish my purposes, to do things in my kingdom, to advance my kingdom. And so receive the spirit of God. Receive grace for that this morning, right now, in the name of Jesus. Be filled with the spirit of God. And where there's small beginnings, Lord, I pray that you would plant seeds of faith that say, yeah, and now God, I pursue that. And now I pursue that. And now I go after that for more. Lord, come. Come this morning, Lord. Pour out your spirit and bless each one standing before you now. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. 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 Hey, 10. Perfect. Okay, so that was part one. Um, I just believe what God wants to encourage us this morning. And part two is this, that he says, the prophet Haggai says, look, I am shaking the nations. Actually, the nations are at one another's throats. When you look on and see what's going on with Babylon and Persia, but know that I am in control. Amen? And actually, of course, the, the truth behind what's going on in history is that, you see, Zerubbabel being made the signet ring by God actually is a picture that looks forward to Jesus because he's the ultimate signet ring. He's the one who has ultimate power and authority. And he's the one whose kingdom will, uh, without fail, whatever it looks like right now, it will ultimately come in. And that which has been seen to look powerful uh, no, that's being shaken, God says, because there's something that is unshakable that's coming, and that is the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. And it, we, we need to stand on that firm ground in these days as things are shaken around us in the nations. And so as, uh, as the prophet Haggai speaks to um, Zerubbabel and says, look, there's all sorts of shaking going on, but don't let, that, don't let that discourage you because I've got you in my hand and my kingdom actually is being established, and is established and will continue to advance in the days ahead. And, you know, behind that, again, I'm, I'm going to use the prophet Zechariah, who spoke at the same time, to just uh, interpret for us, if you like, what's going on. Because the other thing that's happening is that as God is shaking the nations, he's also speaking about calling to himself from all the nations a people uh, who ultimately will be the people before his throne at the end of time. Amen? And so listen to this other bit from the prophet Zechariah, which is in chapter 8. Um, if I can find it, and it says this, uh, this is what um, the prophet Zechariah says to the people of God, as they are obedient, as they prioritize God's things, as they rebuild his temple, uh, this is what he says, many peoples and strong nations shall come to seek the Lord of hosts in Jerusalem and to entreat the favor of the Lord. Thus says the Lord of hosts, in those days, uh, ten men from the nations of every tongue shall take hold of the robe of a Jew, saying, Let us go with you, for we have heard that God is with you. So there's this sense that as the nations around are being shaken, 
and Zerubbabel is in the palm of God's hand and, and is secure, that actually also what's going on is that God is... Amen? And uh, I say that because... Um, it's something that we, uh, that we cherish at Gateway. It's a, a, a wonderful part of who we are and we need to value it and understand the significance of what God is, is doing amongst us as he gathers here in uh, this part of his house, if you like, the people from every nation. That is a sign of where this kingdom is going. That is a sign of what God is building. That as the nation, nations are shaken... Uh, the thing that will be established is a people that comes from every tribe and every background and every culture and every nation. And so that is, uh, that, that is what we, part of what we love about Gateway and about what God is doing and we want to pursue that and where we're not so good at that and understanding how one another work and building community together. We want to uh, get better at that because we believe actually that is uh, the very thing that God is doing in his kingdom. And when you see the end of the picture in Revelation, you see that before his throne is a, a, a group of people from every nation and tongue and background and tribe. Amen? So this is a sign of the future, and it's something that we must pursue with all of our hearts. Um, so it is part of our history at Gateway. Um, not just that we have people from many nations amongst us, but that also we've sent people to different nations and been involved in different nations. And we're part of a family of churches that is uh, truly amongst the nations. So regions beyond the family of churches that we're part of. Hopefully you were here uh, at the beginning of the month when Steve Oliver, who leads our family of churches, was with us. But it's a great fit for us in terms of what God has called us to in our vision because it truly is a family of churches amongst the nations that has a heart to reach un unreached people groups, to serve the poor, and to see people come in from every tribe and tongue and nation. And so we're very happy to take up an offering as we end this series into the work of Regions Beyond uh, in the Nations. Um, we introduced it when Steve was here at the beginning of the month, I say, hopefully. Uh, there's a video on um, the Community Notice Board, if you haven't had a chance to look at that yet, that just uh, says some of the background to this offering. But basically, once a year, our family of churches takes a, a, an offering into the work in all the nations. And we're obviously one of the rich nations, relatively, in terms of regions beyond. So it's our privilege to give into that and serve what God is doing as he brings together a people from all the nations. Let me just give you uh, one quick... Uh, I'd love to... Uh, I had a, a few different prophetic words over the... Uh, uh, from over the years because one of the key prophetic threads in what God has spoken to us through the years at Gateway is this sense of being uh, giving ourselves both locally but also to the nations. And I don't know if any of you, did any of you see on Facebook this week or you might be in touch with Donna who works into Burundi and over the years at Gateway, probably Burundi is the one nation that we've plowed and invested the most into in different ways. And I don't know if you saw that they got their church registration this week that we've been praying for for years and years, which is really exciting. And so that, that really puts them on a new footing in that nation and uh, it's just exciting as we've invested and sown and given into that over the years. Um, but listen to this, the prophetic word that came from Julian Adams in 2013. God says, what you will do in the nations will be multiplied in the city. What you do in the nations will be multiplied in this town. 
As you build orphanages, homes, as you release finance to the broken in the nations, even so there will be finance, homes, properties released into this nations and the local. That actually we twin that. There was a prophetic word earlier from the same guy about twinning the ability to minister locally and internationally. Right from the beginning of the church in 92, the word that hangs over us uh, uh, from uh, the guy who led the church in Bracknell that time, Ben Davis, was to build locally but think internationally. So... Not only are we going to um, give into the annual global offering of Regions Beyond this morning, but also we've gonna, we're going to do a last-minute addition into this offering. I hope you'll forgive this, but this week, uh, the Gateway Furniture van kind of died, basically. It, it's been on it. Uh, I see Linda nodding. She's a, a stalwart of Gateway Furniture. She knows what I'm talking about. It's kind of been on its last legs for a, for a little while now. Uh, but this week fine, was the final straw, really, and we've decided it's time to put it to bed, really. Uh, it was a sad day, but hey. Um, but it, the work of Gateway Furniture goes on. And in fact, over the last couple of months, served more families than ever. I think over 40 families in each of the last, uh, last few months have been served in terms of people who have no furniture at all, getting a home, and we're able to, you know, as people give to us, to recycle that furniture and give it to people uh, to make a home. So it's an amazing thing that they do, but uh, we, we need a new van. We're going to go for a second-hand one, so it's a reasonable price, but we thought, look, we're doing a special offering this week. God speaks to us about twinning what we're doing in the city with what we're doing in the nation, so it just makes perfect sense for us to say we're going to give to uh, the nations, and we're also going to give so we can replace this van and get on with serving the town that God's put us in as well. Um, so that's what we're going to do in just a second. I hope you'll join me um, in giving into that generously. I just want to say it's a great way to conclude this series because the call to the people of God is to prioritize the things that God's prioritizing. Amen. Not to build our own comfortable homes, but actually to give ourselves and invest ourselves into God's kingdom and into his house. Amen. That is the call and the challenge to us. And giving away is just a great way of testing where our hearts are at in that. Uh, to say, no, I'm not going to put it into that in my life, but I'm actually going to put it into what God's doing in his kingdom. And actually, because it's a declaration of faith giving, ultimately, because we're saying, God, I trust you to look after me as I'm generous into, into your kingdom. Okay, so it is a declaration of faith to say, God, I, you, I know that you can look after me. Just as he has said to Zerubbabel, you, I've got you. I've chosen you. I, I'm the God of the universe. I've chosen you. I've got you. You don't need to worry about you. I'm, I've, my eye is very firmly on you. But what I want you to do is to give yourself to the things that I prioritize. And so that's what we get the opportunity to do as we give now. Okay.